With Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting. Last night, Gilberto Luna Jr. of Hampton was sworn in during the city council meeting to become the city's newest police officer. Luna, a 2015 graduate of Hampton-Dumont, has been working as a translator for the police department for a couple of years. He tells Radio On The Go News why he decided to take this avenue. Just to get a different career, pursue something that something I, will, I like to do, help out. So I just wanted a different change in life, career spot. Luna is scheduled to go to the State Law Enforcement Academy in the month of May. Yesterday afternoon, the Hardin County Sheriff's Department transported from Marshall County 19-year-old Cartel Cassidy of Hubbard, who was wanted on four Hardin County warrants to revoke his probation. This week, the Hancock County Board of Supervisors approved an installment purchase contract for voting tabulation system equipment, hardware, software, training, and technical support from Henry M. Atkins and Sons Incorporated. The contract is for just under $91,000, and the payments will be spread out over a period of three years. In other business, the Hancock Supervisors approved March 27th, 9.15 a.m. as the date and time to hold a public hearing on the county's next fiscal year budget. This week, the Saragordo County Board of Supervisors set March 27th, 10.05 a.m. as the date and time to hold a public hearing on the county's proposed fiscal year 2024 budget. The Saragordo Supervisors also authorized the board chairman to sign an agreement with the Iowa Department of Transportation for a traffic safety improvement program project along County Road B20, just north of Mason City. Two local residents were recently honored in Des Moines as the Iowa Arts Council presented the 2023 Governor's Arts Awards. In the category of arts learning, Leon Keener of Hampton was recognized for his service to the Iowa Alliance for Arts and Education for 25 years following decades of service as a high school band director in Hampton and as president of the Iowa Bandmasters Association. In the category of arts champion, Robin Anderson of Mason City was recognized for being a constant presence in the renaissance of downtown Mason City, including her efforts to preserve the Park Inn Hotel and for heading the creation of murals and an annual sculpture walk. Researchers at Iowa State University are studying the water content and temperature of crops using two sets of faraway sensors, one that's on a satellite in orbit, while the other is mounted on the International Space Station. Brian Hornbuckle, who is an ISU agronomy professor, says they ultimately want to develop an early warning system for crop stress. We'd like to know whether or not plants are happy. And what I mean by happy is whether or not they have enough water to do the things that we want plants to do, and that's produce things like food, feed, fiber, fuel, and fossil fuel replacements for humans. Thriving plants respond to sunlight by opening thousands of microscopic holes on their leaves, which also releases water vapor, a process called transpiration. When plants are not happy, they can't open these holes in their leaves to bring in carbon dioxide to do photosynthesis because when they do that, they lose water. And when they don't have enough water in the soil, then they can't afford to use, lose any water through their leaves. And when they do that, they heat up because they're no longer sweating, kind of like what humans do to cool off. While corn growers who use center pivot irrigation systems might be able to take action based on this information, most Iowa farmers would have to use the data 
differently. This early warning would be useful for farmers to make economic decisions about whether or not to sell the grain that they've got stored already now or later. It's not going to be useful in terms of farmers actually doing something on the ground because basically once we plant things, they're going to react to the weather that we have. While the measurements will cover a wide area about the size of an Iowa county, Hornbuckle says more data about crop stress could complement tools such as drought maps. Iowa has experienced quite a bit of drought the last few years. And so what we will be doing is looking at those areas of Iowa that have been identified that have the most intense drought and see if we can see something different with this new instrument in the plants that are in those locations versus the plants that are in other areas that were less affected by drought. The three-year ISU project is being funded by a NASA grant of about $536,000. More precipitation means less of Iowa is listed as having some form of drought. The latest U.S. drought monitor shows that this week over 32% of the state has no drought conditions listed. Last week it was over 25%. Improvements were seen in the coverage of areas that are listed as being abnormally dry in a moderate drought or in an extreme drought. In the broadcast area, most of Wright and Hancock counties are in a moderate drought, while the rest is listed as being abnormally dry, except northeastern Floyd County, which has no drought conditions. Wednesday, the Clarion-Goldfield-Dow School Board approved a two-year tentative agreement between the district and the Clarion-Goldfield-Dow's Education Association. Starting in fiscal year 2024, a single salary schedule will be used and wage increases going forward will be a flat dollar increase. The total package increase for fiscal year 24 is 5.02%, including wages and insurance. The salary increase for fiscal year 2025 will be a flat $1,500, making the total package increase for salary and insurance at 3.22%. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.